Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello and welcome to Vampire TV, your one-stop recap for movies. We are here to talk about the newest Marvel movie, Thor 3, Ragnarok. Ragnarok! I'm your host, Kenneth, and not really around the table, just across the table, we have <laughs> other host, Beatrice. This is me. I'm here straight from Yggdrasil. What? Oh, oh God. <laughs> the world, like, the world tree. Is that, you, that's not the company you work at. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> we we saw Thor 3 opening night, and... We went to different showings because I am an old person. It's it's true. And a 9.15 show is much too late for my weary bones. Boo. So I went to a 6 o'clock show. Boo. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd like the 6 o'clock shows, but someone I'm dating isn't off work yet, and it's ah. very frustrating. No one knows my suffering. That's why I'm not going to see Justice League with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> that it looks okay at best. Oh, I'm, I'm excited, though. Let me tell you, uh, we were driving over to Panda Express the other night, and Monica was looking at her phone, and she made this noise. And I'm like, I'm driving, and I look over at her, and I'm like, what? And she says, I think you should park first. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. What happened? Is, is it Aquaman? Was no. he mostly naked? It's the updated Amazon outfits. Have you seen them? Oh, no. I saw a headline that they were stupid, but then I was really busy at work and didn't follow up on it and then promptly forgot. Brought to you by the dude who used to make the outfits for the women on Charmed. Like, they're basically bikinis. That, yeah, okay. It's that, like, that there's, right. they're, Obviously. They, they look nothing like armor. They look like something that a blue-skinned girl in, like, Final Fantasy would be wearing or something like that. I don't know video games. Uh- <laughs> and uh, point spot-on <laughs> reference right there. <laughs> the hottest of takes brought to you tonight. But, yeah, so it's basically just enough leather strips and fringe to cover the bits and swords. Nothing else. That's hella dumb. Uh-huh. So it's it's a pretty nice side-by-side when you're like, the women in Wonder Woman brought to you by a woman. The women in Justice League, brought to you by a man. Oh, God damn it. Are you looking at the yeah, now? Yeah, I just looked Are it up. Are you full of rage? Why? They were, they were just fine. They were fine! The costumes exist! We didn't have to make them again! Ugh. Well, that's dumb. Okay. Um. Yes. But other than that, you know, I, I mean, I love Diana. I am excited to see this version of The Flash, because I like The Flash. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely went in initially with a big chip on my shoulder because it's not Grant Gustin. It's not Gustin. Grant Gustin. Uh, but every trailer, The Flash has just been delightful. So mm-hmm. here's hoping. Though I will say, right now, I hate his costume. It looks real dumb. It's too busy. It looks like armor. The Flash wouldn't wear armor. It's too bulky. Yeah. He is a runner, people. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I, I love Aquaman. I, I don't even care. Jason Momoa is fucking a billion degrees hot, and him just running around clutching that ridiculous five-pointed scepter thing. Oh, I know. And flying <laughs> through buildings and flipping his hair back. Oh, yeah. Everything about him is glorious. He's ridiculous, and I love him. <laughs> and, like, his his pectoral muscles are bigger than my entire torso. Oh, yes. That's, it's, this it's is very terrifying. true. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about Thor, though. So we, we saw this. It was It was okay. It's like third best Thor movie, I feel. No. <laughs> if we're just talking about the three Thor films, I would say... If you say one is better, I'm just kicking this table over, I swear to God. There are a lot of things I really like about the first one. I would say the second one is definitely the least 
mostly because Ooh, man, their I roll hurt. Wow. Their, their villain is so forgettable. Yeah. Though, um, since Monica's not here, I will say that one of the things that she likes about the second one is that while the villain is on a path of like world ending destruction, he has a specific reason for it other than just crush, kill, destroy. Mm-hmm. That it's not about like a lot of villains are like, I'm going to destroy the world. And I'm like, fool, you're on the world. But he wants to take the universe back to it was originally, which it would be the place where he would thrive, which makes more yeah. sense than some other. And the second one yeah. had a big like destruction circles in the sky, which we don't really see in movies. So I, I like that they put that in. Ugh. That like that was a new and unique take on dripping, on dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> But now, the, you, the things the things that I like so much about the first Thor film are how small it is. You know, mm-hmm. I, how how very personal it is. His relationships with people uh, is as much as we have like a big climactic fight scene at the end. So much of it is about learning how to not fight. Mm-hmm. And it has so much I like the plot of that story so much and I like the characters in it so much. And it feels to me like the best kind of origin story. Yeah. That when I'm talking about origin stories with people, that is the one I usually want to point at because it's so different. But if we're talking about made me laugh the most, definitely this one. Uh, Best comic timing from Tom Hiddleston, definitely this one. Most. (laughs) So full full disclosure, (laughs) this will be a full spoiler cast. So if you haven't watched the movie, pause this, go watch it right now. Right now. And then come back. We'll be here. I have to say, I was a little peeved that they made Hela the the lost sister, just because in comics they have a lost sister and it's Angela, and I love mm-hmm. her. Not nearly enough queer ladies up in you know the comics, and so to like take something from her and give it to Hela, I was I'm a little peeved about yeah. it. But and you got some bi erasure with Valkyrie also, right? Like goddamn, <laughs> I I can see why they didn't go with Angela, just because it, that's not nearly as a household of a name basically that's very true i mean and i'm I'm also always sad that they don't include some of the stuff from actual norse mythology where all the monsters are actually loki's babies Mm -hmm. that like sleep near the the eight-legged horse that's loki's kid from that time that loki turned into a horse and then got pregnant yeah that shit's (laughs) real weird though dude like i'm i'm not sad they don't include uh, that that's weird hella's giant wolf Fenrir, also Loki's kid. Yep, still weird. There's a giant snake that actually lives at the roots of Yggdrasil that will... That's the one that drops venom on Loki, right? Yeah. That will yeah, supposedly... Still weird. Also Loki's kid. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up family relationship Loki just keeps turning there. into animals and then getting pregnant, mysteriously, somehow. You know, it's... I honestly... I mean, like, I assume whole... after, like, three or four hundred years, you get bored with normal sex stuff, and, like, it just gets weird. I'm going to turn into the most beautiful horse, and then I'm going to go get fucked, and then I'm going <laughs> to have me an eight-legged horse baby, because sure, why not? <laughs> Norse mythology is weird! It's so weird! <laughs> that that tracks. <laughs> but, so, yeah, so, in, in, like, Norse mythology, I'm pretty sure Hela is also Loki's kid, and... Mm-hmm. In in Marvel comics, if you've if you haven't read, um, Karen Gillan's Journey into Mystery, the the it's a I think it's four volumes that are about Kid Loki. So good. They it they are amazing and really informed how I felt about Hela as a character. So in that we we have a story that involves Loki, Hela, and Hela's handmaiden Leah, who are all greats mm-hmm. and interact with each other in a way that is hilarious and terrible and heartbreaking all at the same time. And goddamn, I don't think I've cried at the end of a comic run quite like I cried at the end of Journey into Mystery, because damn. You should read uh, 
Flash Rebirth. Uh, you should loan it to me. Uh, it's so great, you guys. <laughs> it has Wally West, and that's that's all I need in life. Uh. More gingers. <laughs> Having sweet, sweet scenes with Barry. You should you should you should loan this thing to I'll, me. Uh, yeah, I'll hook you up. It, it's pretty great. Um, but this story was so great. There there are also there are a lot of really good articles that I've been reading online about the, how this movie talks about imperialism and mm-hmm. colonialism, and I don't think it's a coincidence that this was coming from a um, indigenous director. T- uh, Taika Waititi is amazing and hilarious. I need to watch his other stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, it's on the list for me. Yeah. yeah, literally the only thing of his I've seen other than this was the Thor living in Australia during the Avengers oh. <laughs> uh, Civil War. So it's just other Thor. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing really good things. I didn't know anything about his career as a director. I had just been since they've started doing. Um, like production or marketing stuff for this film, seeing him in photos and, and doing interviews. And he is a treasure. Yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> so I loved him first as just a person. And now I want to go love him as a director. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we just have a night and watch uh, what you do and the, what they do in the shadows. Yes. I hear that's About very just good. like vampire roommates. I'm down with into it. it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think it's even worth recapping Thor 3. Well, just it's like, tough why, why are you listening to this if you haven't watched it? The, the pl- it's, it's not so much the plot that I am here for. It's just the characters themselves moving around each other. Oh, yeah. And I know normally that's much more you're in Monica's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But like I am just 100% in for it with this movie. Just, just them talking to each other and just existing in the same space. And like, you know, especially Hulk trying to come to terms with being Hulk and Banner being stuck inside him for two years and Thor both trying to help him work through that, but then also needing the other guy. And it just like such interesting dynamics. I loved getting to see both Hulk and, and Hulk's butt. And yeah, also Hulk's butt. Deadass. Oh God. Again, since, <laughs> since Monica's here, I feel like we need to, to mention that, this movie gave us canonical uh, like confirmation that the Hulk has a big green dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like baby's arm holding an apple. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's in my brain now. <laughs> but I loved this Hulk. I love that he got to be more verbal. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to wonder if it's because he's been out for so long. And uh, Bruce talks about how he feels a lot of times like they have both have one hand on the wheel. And if the Hulk, you know, fully coming forward and taking charge if that gives him, I don't know, more more control over over his brain and, and syntax and vocabulary in a yeah. way that he didn't have before when he had to share the driver's seat with Bruce. I think so, and probably also it's a very traumatic experience having that change. And so, you know, normally if Banner is only Hulk for three hours, it's all just rage pain. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you... After your first couple months, like you, you can settle down a bit. You're not hitting things, and really start working through. Okay, how am I going to function? And and maybe then start. Whereas Banner, his secret is he's always mad, meaning mm-hmm. he's still got the Hulk riding shotgun. Like even though the Hulk is completely in charge, he's kind of able to pull from Banner's experience and and use that. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know, but it was it was very interesting and. I forgot how much I missed Bruce because the whole time the Hulk's here, I'm like, I love the Hulk. I'm so glad the Hulk is here. But then when Bruce came back, I was like, oh, I miss your face. Dude, I Mark love Ruffalo both of them. Is such a good banner. Oh, he's so great. I, I really liked uh, the Edward Norton Hulk, but mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, switching to Ruffalo was 
delightful choice. Well, I, it wasn't that I didn't. No, I, I think my problem with Ed Norton Hulk is that he just seemed really sad. And the number one emotion I got from him all the time was wasn't anger; it was always despair. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me that that is what I didn't like about his portrayal. I think he's a he's a great actor, but I think I I couldn't connect with him because I wasn't. He didn't feel like the Hulk to me in the way that Ruffalo does. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just it's just a matter of like preference. Oh sure, sure. <clears throat> But I loved Liv Tyler in that, and I would really like it if they could find a way to bring her back. Yeah, that would be so nice. Though there is a bit, I don't know, I don't know how much age difference there is between Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo. I feel for some reason that Liv Tyler is much younger than Mark Ruffalo. But I could be wrong. I don't even know how uh, Mark... I feel like Mark Ruffalo's like 44 or something like that? 42? He's 49. Ed Norton's 48. Oh, they're about the same age, yeah. (laughs) Liv Tyler is 40, so... mm. Oh, dang! She looks great for 40, and that I would love to have her back. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Just slot her back in. Yeah, I I would... Honestly, this movie makes me feel like we could have a full Hulk movie with the caveat that, hey, have somebody somebody else hanging out in the movie. Basically, how this was a Thor movie that also had the Hulk. Have a Hulk movie that also has blah, blah, blah in it. Mm-hmm. Because I think Hulk, you really need somebody to play off of. Well, it would be fun to do a movie that was about Hulk's plural that we could we could have um we could have Betty and we could have her fucking dad and we could have She-Hulk and you know we could have her. who I adore. She's the best. And so we could have we could just have a whole bunch of Hulks in there and mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be an origin story for any of them. We nah. could just go back to a point where all of them are Hulks now. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> I would be hella down with that. But God, the thing I liked so much about this film was how much fun it was. And I know I know that you really love Guardians, mm-hmm. but Guardians for me, while I saw that it was funny, it didn't connect with me in the way that this one does. Mm-hmm. And it might just be because I'm already attached to these characters in a way that I wasn't attached to the characters yeah, from Guardians. Yeah, and that's totally fair. Um, But God damn, this movie was fun. It was so funny. And just, and I, I think, to to your point, what kind of helps it is you you have especially Thor one, which is mm-hmm. a very like brooding man child basically who always got his way, always punched things. Oh yeah, he was and a real then, shit show at yeah. the beginning, <laughs> and then like comes to terms with what it is to be a decent person. Thor two, like he's still working through that, and Thor three, he's just like, yeah, life's life's pretty good. I'm I'm just out here, I'm fixing stuff, I'm pretty confident in myself, and because of that, it like. He gives himself space to be funny. And also just Chris Hemsworth is damn funny. Like he's, he's got so great funny. timing. Yeah. And just, just the opening thing with that... him and Suter and just Yeah, so what hold, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I just need to turn back around. I I'm not doing this. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I loved him to, like just talking shit and I just Get I, help. Yeah. Is maybe the best part of the movie. When he starts with that opening monologue and he's talking about how he was out looking for some infinity stones. He didn't find any, but I did find you. My new friend, and then it's just a skeleton, and then its jaw falls <laughs> off. I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. God, Thor's so funny, and I love when he goes back to Asgard and he finds quote unquote Odin hanging out there. Oh my god! Yeah, I I really liked also that they they didn't bullshit around with. Oh man, does he know? He's just like, no, I'm not stupid. 
uh, fuck this. It's Loki, you dumb dumb. What are you doing? Because who else would commission that play? Yeah. Other than Loki. Also, that play was great. Loki, you shitbird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need Matt Damon as fake Loki in my life now. It it was fun. It was interesting though because after the end of Thor two, the the very last reveal that it's it's Loki the whole time and he's not dead. Jackie and I had a conversation about whether or not Loki might actually be a good ruler because he he always wanted to be king. Um, and from a kid, he got the same sort of training as Thor. So he knows all about what it takes to be a good ruler. But also he hates Odin. So he's not going to try to be like Odin, mm-hmm. who was, you know, a pretty terrible dad and, and not so great of a king. And but with the guise of being Odin, he would already have the respectability and the um, like the acceptance yeah. and the, the deference that he's always wanted. So maybe when he has that, it'll give him the space to actually be a good ruler. And so we had this conversation at the end of the movie. And I, but I'm not even that disappointed to come back and find out that he just is an ego stroking shitbird who just wants to sit yeah. around and eat grapes so and have everyone tell them how great he is because that is also very <laughs> Loki. Yeah, and left <laughs> his dad in a retirement home. Yes, as you do. God, and um. Because this is a spoiler podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it that Matt Damon in that fake play was so amazing. Yeah, that was delightful. Though I was a little disappointed that uh, the other char- that it was <laughs> it wasn't Ben Affleck playing the other character. That would have been great, <laughs> but it also it was Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. Yes. So yeah, you know, <laughs> he looked just like Thor. And, and I wonder if Matt or if uh, Ben Affleck has some sort of contract obligation with DC right now. Where I mean, maybe, but like but it would have been better. It would have been funny. <laughs> Get like some Goodwill Hunting reference in there. But yeah, so Thor immediately knew, which I also loved. Mm-hmm. He's just they ch- threats to hit him with a hammer, and then I love when they go to Earth and Thor just looks like a college student. He's got his hair in a ponytail and he's like wearing a hoodie, yeah. and Loki is wearing an all black matte suit because he is such a goddamn diva. I, I hear that the kids are saying he is very extra. <laughs> is is the thing. <laughs> I don't think extra necessarily applies to this, um, but he is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say that this was the first time I was really charmed by Stephen Strange. Like, I, I didn't hate the movie. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, hit, I didn't connect with his character in the way that I have with other characters. Yeah. Yeah, he was, again, I think someone who benefits from being in more, more in his place power and mm-hmm. it's, I, i'm just getting kind of tired of origin stories like, yeah same well and then that that whole movie got all caught up in a bunch of like racial bullshit and like obviously they're good discussions to have and i agree with the people who felt angry and slighted about you know an opportunity missed to make your casting more diverse mm-hmm. but by putting him as just a side character in somebody else's movie i can for a minute Put all that aside. Yeah. Because then he's just some dude in a Thor movie. And in those scenes, I was so charmed by yeah, him. Yeah, that was very fun. <laughs> Gives uh, Thor a mug of mead. He's just teleporting shit all over the place. When Loki falls out and he's like, I have been falling <laughs> for 30 minutes. Yeah. As much as I love Loki, I also love when somebody else punches Loki in the face. Oh, yeah. So I loved that. Also, man, Jeff Goldblum in the most Jeff peak Goldblum. Goldblum. Amazing. I I assume they just had him show up and were like, just say just stuff. go go just wild. We you know we're good. Oh God, we had that like 
staff that melts people. (laughs) That's gross. You should take that back to tech and have them make something that evaporates them because that sort of goo is just disgusting. It's very messy. It's never gonna it's never gonna come out of the grout. Ever. Yeah. So yeah, overall, very good movie. I liked it. I I need to see it again and then I need to sit on it for a while because my knee jerk reaction is breaks into the top three. I assume it's going to end up there still. I don't know where in the top three, and it makes me uncomfortable to think about that because the first, like the one and two, have been entrenched for so long that mm-hmm. like disrupting that order is very strange. Uh-oh. But we'll we'll see, we'll see. Because yeah, the second viewing is usually where you find out how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I get I get really emotional in the first viewing, and so either I'll really love it or I'll really hate it. Yeah, and so sometimes I, I, I see a movie and I'm like, that was garbage. I hate it. And then I'll come, but I'll come back around maybe like a year later or so, and I watch it again, and I'm like, actually, that was that was all right. Oh, that was all right. Man, that dragon movie with Matthew McConaughey and um other guy. Dragon movie. Batman guy. Christian Bale. Um, Reign of Fire. Yes, oh, there we go. God, you know, what a I, shit fire movie. I hated movie. that movie the first time I saw it. I enjoyed it a ton the second time because I knew exactly what I was getting into. That it was a silly movie. Mm-hmm. Um. You gotta, yeah, you have to have no expectations yeah. in that in that category. Or yeah. the other one where you go in and you have a really good time and you like it a lot, and then you spend a week afterwards talking with your friends about how great it is, and then sometimes you go back and you watch it again two weeks later, and you're like, oh, this was, it was all right. Yeah. It wasn't as good. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely get wrapped up in opening night hype. Mm-hmm. So. Well, especially when you get to go see it in a theater full of people who are also super mm-hmm. hyped. Yeah. And everybody just feeds on each other. And it's really fun, but it doesn't necessarily tell you how you're going to feel about the film yeah. in the long run. Although, in in that regard, like I think maybe more than any other movie I've seen in a while, I missed dialogue because people were laughing so hard in this movie. Oh, God. That reminds me of seeing Avengers in the theater because I went to see Avengers the first month, um, like maybe nine times. And it... Jesus. <laughs> you have a problem. Shut your face. <laughs> but... There were a couple of times where, and because most of the times when you go see it in the first month, almost everybody in there is seeing it for the first time. Yeah, and there was. I think <laughs> Did I had. Did you just miss the puny godling line? Every yes, time? it took me like <laughs> five viewings to realize there was a line there That's because fantastic. he smacks him into the floor and then he walks away, and everybody is laughing so hard. That yeah. I, I didn't even realize there was a line to miss. Nice. Okay. Well. Oh God, this movie was so good. Friends, yeah. Go see it. It. It did okay in the box office. You know, it's made $655 million so far. So it's, it's doing all right. It's doing all right for us. Yeah. Uh, Does it say how what the budget was for it? That's always the make or break point. How much more money can we make from it? $180 million. Sick. Yeah, they're they're doing okay. Yeah. Nice. And have we confirmed that this is the last solo Thor film? That is word on the street right now. I don't think it's been confirmed confirmed, but mm-hmm. it is more than likely at least in this incarnation although now like with the power always being in him which we didn't actually even talk about and Mjolnir getting crushed like it it seems like it will make it harder to if we want to transition to a different Thor yeah Um, because they they broke the hammer which is I'm trying to remember if that has actually happened in the comics where we've seen the hammer be completely destroyed mm -hmm. usually something happens and we think it's been destroyed but then he comes back so maybe or yeah. maybe uh Thor finds a way to make a new hammer, but then it doesn't go to him. It goes to somebody else. Yeah, you know, that would be cool too. And like, Jane Foster. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, especially if 
he's more Kingthor now and is a bit more removed mm-hmm. from the day-to-day stuff. Maybe he finds a way to craft a new hammer and loan his power out to someone else who's worthy. Don't touch the baby. Sorry. Or the microphone in this case. I need a new cable. I would say, talking about that, if you haven't read Thor, God of Thunder by Jason Aaron, everybody needs to go read that because it is so good. The The first couple of books, uh, I believe it starts with The God Butcher, and it's told in three separate time periods. Young Thor hanging out with Vikings, present day Thor hanging out with the Avengers, and old Thor who's got one eye and one arm and no hammer and who's hanging out in the ruins of Asgard. And it is such a fucking good story. I need to read that still. Oh, so good. I actually have the first three volumes. I will own them too. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Oh, and also the music in this was amazing. Oh my God, right? Like, ugh. I, fuck it. Oh my God. Just when, when he like is all electric up and is jumping on the bridge toward the zombies and immigrant song is playing. And I just, I lost my shit. I did nothing the next day, but put my headphones on at work, answer tickets and listen to Zeppelin. That was like all I did. Yeah. That sounds right. All Zeppelin and some ACDC thrown in there. Um, and like a little Jimi Hendrix throughout it out. But man, I just, all I wanted was electric guitar. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's our brief Thor three. We will be back next week with a Full couple regular Bampows. Uh, I think we're going to be catching up three weeks worth of stuff, so yeah, it's going to be a ride. We're sorry, friends. Monica and I had a fire at our apartment that forced us to move, so everything has been a shit show for the last couple of weeks. It's been exciting. Oh my god, our new apartment is on the second floor, so it's been a lot of carrying things. Monica hurt her shoulder. Uh, I pulled a muscle in my calf. Everything is terrible, and all <laughs> I want to do is sleep for a week. And yet here I am talking about shit. With this guy. Woo! <laughs> so anyway, go see Thor 3. It's in probably every theater near you. Every single one. Uh, it is just a complete delight. And we'll see you next week. Same damn time, same pow channel. Bam pow! This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.